0: Welcome to the Dasangoi podcast, a collective exploration of Pakistani history and culture.
1: In this episode of Das podcast, I sit down with Asad Kamran, architect, artist, lecturer and founder of multidisciplinary exhibition space by the name of Cinema 73. Let's get straight to Asad. Well,
0: thank you for having me, Ahmad. I'm quite sort of... uh excited to be on this and have this conversation with you uh, from my room in Karachi. Um, So that's, that's, that's great. Who is Asad Kamran? Well, I've suddenly found myself in the middle of doing a bunch of things that I feel deeply about. And I was just thinking before uh, this happened, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, what I, what I would talk about and um, how I would, start to frame myself because every time you introduce yourself somewhere it's almost a framing of yourself as uh, a certain individual so that you're received and uh, presented in a certain manner so i realized that my my default state of being is uh, in an overwhelmed state so i'm generally quite overwhelmed by everything that happens around me i i, I think i, I soak up a lot. I, I, I think that's the sadness and the perk of being an artist where you're generally quite sensitive to your surroundings. Yeah. So everything that I do um, is an absolute reaction to everything that I see and feel around me. Okay. Uh, so if I talk about what I do, I'm an, I'm an artist. I could describe myself as a multidisciplinary artist. Um, I am also the founder of this community space and a community cinema called Cinema 73, which I operate uh, out of my garage in uh, Cebu Township in Karachi. I'm currently an adjunct faculty member at the uh, Indus Valley School of Art and Architecture. Um, and academically um, I have I've studied architecture from the University of Edinburgh. And I'm currently involved in pursuing a master's in urban design from the University of Toronto. Nice. So uh, that's who I am sort of credential wise. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just trying to navigate my, my way through, uh, currently this city. And I try to translate and expre- uh, express my, my human experience through my art and uh, uh, through the small scale um, art interventions that I keep doing. Uh, an example of an intervention is Cinema 73 on its own. Um, so that's that's who I am right now. And also myself is a constantly changing, evolving um, being and persona. So right now, this is who I am. Dude, and I... this is the first time I've also introduced myself uh, as as a uh, you know uh, a master student so that was really weird for me to
1: do that i i, I love how you structured that Kyunke you were able to very beautifully you know not put yourself in a box but also but because of the different things that you were doing what you very nicely kind of showed was your form of expression through the different things that you do, right? Cinema 73, form of expression. Art, form of expression. Urban design, the way you think is a form of expression and the way you kind of come out with that. Now, now that we have like an understanding of of the topics that we can talk about, like I like to sort of like go inside because in a lot of what you do or you express uh, the realities that you see and you make commentary on them through the different mediums of cinema artworks and, and the city that you live in which is Karachi which upwards of 20 million population like just insane metropolis right and a metropolis that sometimes people say is, is dying and is, is kind of crumbling but as you also said ke in a place like Karachi, there's a lot of sensory overload. Like, like take away the fact that the the physicality of it all, if you online or social media, which everyone kind of gets stuck in, you know, this repetitive kind of race of being as up-to-date as possible and then kind of formulate a conversation or uh, or a narrative around that. Like, it, like surroundings, And the way you kind of structure that through your work, like the latest uh, work that I saw on Instagram that you did was uh, uh, why is it so difficult to be a decent human being, right? And the exemplification of that one piece taking into consideration what's happening in, in, in the societal narrative like there's so many different things that you're 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 kind of taking on there, right? Like the things that you're outputting from all of the inputs that you're taking. So, what I'd like to understand is how do you shift and choose between K T K Yemenis yeah. cinema maker and because cinema also like the space that you have. It you call it cinema seventy three, but what you're doing right now also like the latest project that you have over there is something completely different, right? Jopne ek doon pele announce came So it's 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 for me, it's fascinating that you are an individual who has the ideas and the means of being able to utilize your surroundings and express it a different way. Like for me, Caravan is is how I get into technology and investments. Dasangoi is where my curiosity kind of comes in for 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 um, for Pakistan and and the narratives about Pakistan and around that. And then I have other, um, things that I do as well. So I I would just like to kind of understand how you take and you consume what you consume and how you make those decisions. Gay, This is going to be what I'm going to try to achieve with cinema 73. This is what I'm going to try and achieve with my artworks. This is what I'm going to try and achieve because you're also teaching and that in its own is a very, um, different kind of facet job, kar rahe, right? Because you are then having an effect on the later generations of artists or people that are gonna go into the creative spaces.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, so you asked, you asked me about sort of how I isolate and sort of pick and choose what aspects of, how 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 to absorb what and express what and what manner? So I think, for me, if I was to linearly kind of tell you uh, how my how I go about absorbing and you know sort of vomiting things out is I let emotion I let emotion drive me. So I've always been sort of uh, growing up as a as as a guy in uh, in a society like uh, in a Pakistani society based in Karachi, now you're often called out uh, for your sensitivity. You know, mm-hmm. men aren't supposed to be overtly sensitive because you're the, you're supposed to take care of things. And if you get too caught up in your emotions, you're not going to be, well, uh, this is an external point of view that I'm telling you that you're not going to be capable enough of handling things. And men are supposed to get things done. They're not supposed to spend spend time, uh, you know, being sensitively uh, sort of uh, uh, emotionally aroused by things. So, uh, so I've, so I, I am an extremely sensitive and emotional being and I let my emotions um, channel through the different form of expressions that I, that I sort of put out to the world. So what I've been able to do is now, um, I've, now I've been able to sort of use what was, seen by uh, others around me as something uh, possibly, to put it blandly or basically negative as my strength. So, I mean, so if, you, if I talk about Cinema 73, it was this uh, having moved back from uh, college Um, It was this inherent and deep feeling of isolation that I felt in my own city. You know, you spoke about Karachi being this, you know, um, megalopolis, this, you know, 20, around 23 million people in one city, you know, and there was this amazing article written by a friend of mine also and a a writer and a journalist, Natasha Japanwala. And she wrote this piece called Alone Amongst Millions. And it was a piece on Karachi and how this huge city breeds this harrowing sense of loneliness amongst its people because uh, there's so much and there's nothing uh, at the same time. You get get so caught up in this whirlwind of, you know how you said said the sensory overload that you almost feel completely isolated within the eye of this hurricane that is, you know, Karachi. There's so much going on here. So it was this crazy sense of isolation that I felt when I uh, moved back and I felt I needed to engage, but engage um, on my own terms as to how I, I see the city. I wanted to have a meaningful conversation with the city, with, with the street that I live on. So cinema 73 came about through that, through that sort of process. If I talk about my art, it's often how I very impulsively feel at certain moments that I go back or just rush to my canvas and often just use that moment of pure feeling to express what I have to say. And then what happens is beyond the studio. So I often use my emotions as a starting point and as an inspiration to uh, then, um, you know, put out the things that I put in the world. And uh, I, I, I call everything, every outcome of my process that I do, everything that exits my headspace, is an expression of mine to uh, I think very consciously give myself the freedom of uh, doing whatever the hell it is I want. Uh, Cinema 73 is a form of expression. My painting is a form of expression. How I hold a conversation in the classroom is also an expression of a certain state of mind. So. Uh, like I said earlier that I'm quite overwhelmed, right? Generally, so I, when I even teach, I feel the need to connect with students in order for students experience inspire experience or they are also feeling which is of isolation and feeling like, you know, feeling like you're caught up in this, crazy sort of uh mess of a city then perhaps my conversation or my form of expression can somehow translate certain mutual um inspirations or something yeah. that could benefit uh, us mutually so i i think that's that's where it comes from it's just like owning owning who i am in some capacity and letting that drive my process so i'm 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 I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy the company of uh, human beings around me, but on the contrary, I'm a very sort of anti-social being. If you ask the people that sort of, I I, I know Um, I'm I'm a homebody, I stay on my own a lot. And I think that's also um, a result of that, right? Because I'm so moved by so many things that I now pick and choose what I want to be moved by. And I think uh, in like Karachi and the state of the world is such you know, we're constantly surrounded by this you know, an invasion of, you know, there's an invasion of imagery, there's an invasion of visuals, there's an invasion of sensations. I'm scrolling down my Instagram timeline like I see 10 posts and I feel a different way about each post. So there's an explosion of feeling um and so now to preserve how i um how i feel about certain things i try to limit my my uh the social aspect of my life and so it's it's often quite intuitive it's quite emotionally uh, uh, derived and then i i've i utilize the skills that i've learned over um my time spent in the multiple things I involve myself and to structure how to channel that emotion, um, you know, uh, in a meaningful manner. And I, I and I often also think that sometimes people, uh, do connect with my work is, uh, why they're able to connect with my work is because I tried to make it come from a place of a certain, human truths you know so there's, there's, a a, there's something real yeah. yeah because i feel this world is becoming more and more you know it's just becoming so insane that um only feelings would be able to uh only through feelings would you be able to decipher what's right and what's not so i try to hone and practice that idea of feeling things
1: so second. one second i in your opinion and in, in the time that you've spent, you know, in Pakistan and in Karachi and the people that you've had interactions with, do you think people think with their heart or like trust their heart more or or their minds more? And then how would that relate to you? Cause I feel like you're more of a heart person, right? Like, the mach have area, um, and there's like certain places where majority of the people tend to be a little bit more analytical and are more true to their brains than other places where their stories are written by their hearts, where you see the romanticization of, 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 of the narratives that are told.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that now, um, I, I think a lot of people don't have the time to think uh, th- things or think about things anymore um so you know how emotions uh, work is that your brain sends a signal to your or how sensory uh, sensory feelings or sensations work is that your brain sends a signal to your body and you feel a certain thing so uh, I think people don't possess uh, the time or foresight or capability to mm-hmm. um, to really feel feel things intuitively anymore. They're, they're um, externally uh, affected by um, everything that surrounds them. And um, I wish people uh, would use their uh, you know, hearts more uh, to kind of um, get to the decisions that they do. Because I think working and listening to your heart, it requires effort and requires a certain fine tuning um, and in this day and age, not a lot of people have time to kind of, uh, go down that road. So a lot of people, I don't think, think with their hearts, they just follow the sensations that are derived from their brains. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, they consider those as, as their emotional, uh, you know, they're, they're emotionally driven in that sense. Um, so for example, if you see something on Instagram and your brain processes it, processes it, it to make you feel a certain anger towards something you, um, you might feel that that emotion is coming from your heart, but it's actually, actually just a,
1: sensory a quick response cycle
0: yeah. that's taking place. Exactly. So it's a, it's a confusion, right? I mean, maybe you can even tell from my words that I'm, as I try to explain this, there's a, there's a lot of confusion in my own way of describing this process as, as well, because uh, it's, it's just bewilderment, you know? It's just bewilderment with, with what the hell is going on. Yeah. And I think in some capacity, when I'm able to grab the bewilderment and channel it through my art, is how I perform as a human being.
1: On this, I actually have another question where the work that you do, portrait banali, what is the story that you're thinking? What are some stories that you've, you've, you've kind of seen being told around the work? Because one like thing is like, this is the instance, this is the now that I'm feeling, and this is what I'm channeling, and this is what I've done. But then there's an alternate reality, which art piece, like across the world or any artistic, artistic expression is the, the story that the perceiver sees, right? And that's yeah, a different yeah. form. And, and how they're yeah. going to gonna take this. Like if I look at a Picasso, it's going to be very different, the feeling that I'm going to feel, the story that I'm going to tell myself about what he was thinking or doing at that time um, to what maybe Picasso at that point in time was doing. Maybe he was like, ah, to karo like you know, Angur but the other person just because of some thought and some romanticized kind of notion makes a different story. So I'd be curious to kind of see um, in the shows that you've done, in the works that you've done, what are some like interesting or like, you know, peculiar stories that have come out?
0: So, you know, often uh, when, I, when I initially started exhibiting my work, I'd, I've always had this deep desire that uh, I can share my art with anyone and everyone. And I, I inherently still do believe that art is for everyone and it is uh, everyone possesses the capability to understand um, art. And, um, but often at times I've been able to do that through a very naive lens where I felt that, you know, if I make this painting, which I've made with a lot of just bath in my own studio, yeah. when it's going to be received, it's going to be seen with the same level of just bath, but often enough people are just buying a piece because it may look good in their living room, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's perhaps, uh, um, um that's something that I've learned through exhibiting in multiple places. Like I did this show with Misha. Misha is a friend, Misha Japanwala. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, we she, did this collaboration. she's been on my other
1: podcast. Uh, really cool work that she's doing.
0: Yeah, she does fascinating work. And we had the show together where she, her body casts uh, were there and I painted on them. And then uh, the afterlife of that show was that we took them around the city and sort of posted uh, her her, you know, pieces of her, Work, which was her body essentially, on different Chorahas in Karachi and photographed them, in order to just see an experiment. And we got we got some interesting feedback after that work because some people said that what you're doing here is uh, extremely uh, otherizing, and you don't you don't realize that what you're sort of putting out on the street is um, more than kind of um, informing people or more than sort of giving people uh, an, an artistic experience, you're just making them realize how elitist um and sort of, um, uh, sort of how boxed in art can be. Um, and that was a very crazy realization for me, right? Because I was this, here's this young artist, these two artists just trying to like, you know, exp- do their thing and they've done this like, you know, cutting edge uh, collection and they wanna showcase that on the street. But then you hear this perspective, which is actually quite eye-opening because things are very nuanced, right? And uh, where where I may come from would be very different to where us, you know, everyone has their own perceptions, has their own experiences. I mean, it would be naive for me to believe that I'm sitting in my air-conditioned studio and someone who's come to my exhibit, Jinke nahi thi. Uska experience of looking at my piece would be exactly the same as how I feel about my work. So there, it's such a convoluted and such a, uh, you know, it's so layered, this, uh, uh, this idea that, you know, everyone should understand you. And I think as an artist, it's also a bit of a narcissistic approach that I feel mm-hmm. that, oh, my art should be understood by everyone because I've made it with so much pure love and passion. Uh, but that 's why that 's where cinema seventy three came in right so C- cinema seventy three has been this become this research hub for me to see that okay, is it really true that art can affect the the passerby the the, the onlooker the average person who 's headed to work um, and really doesn 't have time in his life to go to an exhibit? can art generally um, can art affect that individual? And I think for me, it was also changing uh, the definition of what art meant to me. Um, and you know, so I've broadened through Cinema 73. I've broadened my understanding of what art is. So I'm a, if I'm if I'm a visual artist in terms of you know if I'm a painter, I've I, I showcase films at Cinema 73 to sort of see how the screen as an art form affects affects people. And I feel that in this day and age, we're we're consumers of uh, visual imagery and uh, we're consumers of the the moving image. Uh, The the film possesses a lot more power than any other medium because it's a sensory explosion, right? You see, uh, everyone's watching videos on their their phones. You know, Uh, WhatsApp videos are a huge thing. And so I feel uh, cinema and film is able to do that quite successfully. So I'm still trying to figure out if people can see certain truths in art and if art can um, can affect a large number of people, um, and Cinema 73 has become this sort of extended uh, research um, experiment for me to figure out how much truth is in this belief that I have. It, it,
1: a point on Cinema 73 um, where I get curiosity because I've never been there. I've only read about it. I've seen photos. I've heard about it. It's an open air cinema, right? Like passers by can sit in and watch a film. There's no ticketing. There's no nothing like that, right? So
0: that yeah, yeah, totally
1: in its own sense is a different form of trying to engage the community. Because like <laughs> you start a conversation. Because also Hamare Society may hai ki you don't usually interact with someone on the street. You know, it's not the, I mean, even in Europe, you, a lot of people kind of are not okay with this. But for me, I, I would, you know, start up a conversation with a random person on the street. I have no issues with that. But I personally feel uncomfortable doing that in Pakistan sometimes as well because, you know, that's just the way society is. It's, it's a little bit closed. That's just not normal. It's not normally done. Uh, and like, there's a multitude of factors of why that is or why people feel that way. Maybe safety concerns, maybe cultural concerns, how, whatever it may be. But what you're essentially doing and, and the story that you're creating is you're creating these moments, right? These shared moments. Aapka, I don't know how many people, I'd be very curious to kind of understand how many the passers by like, How many conversations start from that? How many stories are created from that? And, and, and how people frame that? Because a concept like this that is such a, a, a social experiment um, for, you know, for, for descriptive purposes, I think it, it would be very interesting that the dynamic logo mein hota hai, in, in, in behavior because this is for me a, 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 an experiment of customer like not customer behavior like uh of, of of experience like and and for me what's really curious is you being an architect right and 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 wanting and and being curious about urban planning these are um, things that are all centered around okay log interact what is the yeah, reason for yeah. a building? What is the reason for a space, yeah. you know? And then you yeah, look at yeah. olden times and you look at like um, the squares that you find in Europe and in Italy and places like that, those were places where people met and people interacted yep. and, 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 and people spoke, right? France, Chile, There, there's these squares that they built. In our society, North, uh, sorry, in, in Southeast Asia, it's more centered around religion the religious yeah. um, outposts that is where your community kind of comes together and, 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 and talks and shares ideas and, 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 and does these things. So yeah. for me, it's very curious to kind of understand the story that you tell yourself and the thinking behind this, because that's kind of what you're creating, right? Like it's a social experiment. You can come here, people can talk to each other, they can um, engage with another platform. There would be cinema or whatever you may be doing, using, utilizing that space. And I, yeah. what's unique is a space is a space. You know, like you can do anything. You can stand here, you can put up a stand, you can do something else. A guy is standing there, talking to people. That's space right yeah, that's yeah
0: yeah exactly unique
1: identifier of of that space you can take a farm you can yeah. create whatever the hell you want with it and and you know it'll have its own unique kind of properties and that's what in my view like when i look at cinema 73 that is what i see um yeah you're trying to do i don't know if that is what your mission was or what your goal is but that's what i see as an outs- as an outsider looking in so yeah i'd be curious Kay, on the Dastangoi premises, like what are the stories that have kind of come about from serendipitous interactions because of the serendipity of, you know, walking past and seeing a film or walking past and seeing people engaging in, in, in a conversation or in art or something like that. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, my phone was connected to my blue, uh, headphones and um, it just started ringing. So uh, you were asking me, what were what were the stories uh, yeah. that I've collected? But, uh, and you said something after that? or
1: from the social experiment of Cinema 73? Like, I'd be really curious.
0: No, for sure. So uh, that's the idea, right? That uh, First of all, for me, the story of Cinema 73 itself is just so exciting. And I, I often label this as my urban dream because here's this garage that was just a garage. And one day I just painted the walls black and put a projector. And we just, uh, you know, uh, played a film and suddenly, you know, people are crowding about that space. Vice India wants to write an article about it. And here this is just a garage, you know. So I just find that the story of Cinema 73 in its essence just so fascinating that any place can become a place of interaction by just the articulation and the mixing up
1: of certain things. Hundred
0: percent. Hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Because it's and, it's the narrative uh, that you're framing around the space.
0: Absolutely. And you know it's that it's an ode for me to the power uh, that an individual possesses. which, You know, you just have to devise a situation that would cause a bunch of people to get together and when you have people you can you can start narrating a story you can start propagating an idea you can start sharing conversations you can sh- start sharing experiences so again with cinema 73 this came this came about from this uh from this need to kind of interact with my community so first of all uh, the story of cinema 73 it's super fascinating for me right and then uh, Cinema 73 uh, has sorry, has become this, you know, uh, a place to collect these stories. So uh, from, from, from the very beginning, a story was carved and created. Then when I started Cinema uh, 73, I, you know, initially I would just go around, put posters in my neighborhood. And just tell people that here in garage there is cinema coming in a garage and people didn't understand what the hell is going on. There is a crazy man who is saying that there will be popcorns too. So people quite were, uh, you know, they were confused about what the hell was going on. So then the kids were locked up and they were like, Uncle, we will take courses with you. know, there's this whole, this crafting, this narration of this story for me, and then it already began begun from the inception of cinema 73 so there's been there's been some really like spectacular moments for me i mean I remember there was once this moment where this woman came with her with her son in a kareem and she said uh, sadar, main, main hun, aur apne ko she spoke about some neighborhood में में i brought my child that i met a man who gulshan some far off corner of this uh, like he he commuted a long distance on his bike to get to cinema 73 once there was this family that uh, got to cinema 73 like seven of them in this car together to arrive to cinema 73 so for that me uh, for me that th- those moments um Became a story uh, on their own you know this the, the 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 that there's this guy here who just painted his garage black and then there's all these entities in different parts of the city and suddenly these different individuals are are, 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 are coming to that guy right to 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 engage in this shared experience yeah. so when i when i when I would think about it in that light, it would just become so Almost like um, it would it, it 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 unfolded in front of me like a like a fiction uh, sort of story you know like this story that that's happening because I know the truth of Cinema Seventy Three like it it was just a garage and then one day it wasn't you know uh, apart from that there's been moments where we showed this film called a documentary called Shame it was about Mukhtara Mai uh, a gang rape victim and um, you know it was about her survival story. And the, one of the audience members in our, uh, at Cinema 73 was from the neighboring village of uh, Mukhtara Mai's neighboring village. So he had some real life experiences to share uh, uh, about the film. Uh, I remember once we showcased this film called Dunkey uh, uh, on illegal immigrants. And a donkey is basically a boat that illegal uh, that immigrants used to tra- go or uh, travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- those rubber boats are called donkeys and so there was this the, you know this couple there who w- who worked uh, as domestic staff in the neighborhood and they were like yes, our cousin was and now we don't know where you know so these instances for me have been, have been the essence of Cinema 73 right the, the sharing the sharing of these narrations you know often there's these documentaries that we as sort of um, consumers of intellectual content go to these screenings and we watch these like harrowing tales about, you know, things happening in the world. But often people who are busy uh, trying to hustle and make money, like domestic staff or people who are doing, whose um, livelihood is dependent on their daily wages, they don't have the freedom or time to go and indulge in these, you know these situations. So for me, Cinema Seventy Three is is a creation of a story on its own terms, right? So um, yeah, it's it's these essences that that create um, Cinema Seventy Three, and it was inherently I made I made Cinema Seventy Three with this idea of like this duri, this distance between people. You know, I uh, in DHA where I live, there's uh, a neighbor does not know their own neighbor, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no interaction. You have these high walled houses. Uh, there's no there's no conversation. You live in your own bubble. So it was it was from cinema was created as a reaction to what's become of our current
1: okay, ke, hum, hum na, community. Ke we should create a community and, and the strongest thing is community. But then when you go to the essence of it, joa, essential community is and those interactions were, you know, in my parents' age, like when I sit with them and then we'd sit down with them and we'd talk and stuff like that. That doesn't exist, dude. I've, I've been, you know, in this house for like almost 20, like 15, 20 years. And I don't know any, any of my neighbors. Um, and I think yeah. that is more and more the reality. Although... We are thinking about these these communities or or building communities I mean das Tango is now I think a community, but do we really know each other? Do we really kind of interact at that one to one level Dusri, which has been i mean in in the current state of affairs with the pandemic and with everything that 's going on i 'd be curious to kind of take your like your your understanding and your take on the evolution of art okay art kahan se like jatar narratives pakistan are like you know, like um stifling it or there is um, some, like, very happy narratives that are happening, or there are some things happening in society, or, you know, like, these kinds of narratives usually take on, like, there's a war, and and that then comes the expressionism, like, if you see the art that comes out of Egypt from after the revolution, like, it's, it's, it's very, like, it showcases these narratives of people. So, how do you think Pakistan's narrative and art, expression of art has evolved? Because there are some incredible artists that are coming out of Pakistan um, that are being now showcased on the international stage, which, you know, duly so. Um, But I still don't think they get enough credit. But still, these these narratives need to be spoken about. And I think they're very, very important. So I'd be curious, like, on one, the pandemic side, how um, communication is changing, like for the pandemic, causing social distancing and, you know, lockdowns and stuff like that, how does that affect cinema seventy three that you know you can't i mean i don't know what the regulations and stuff are, but in general cinemas have been um, put to twenty thirty percent occupancy and stuff like that, so that has an effect um, but then expressionism of art and and the things that are mattering to people and the narratives that, that are that are uh, that are touching people how have you seen that kind of that trajectory evolve
0: so yeah I mean we were obviously affected by the pandemic. We were shut down for like the past six to, I don't know, seven months. And uh, I mean, I'm still struggling to, uh, I'm still feeling the effects of, of, of it all, right? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to operate in this new landscape as as uh, an individual, as an artist, and as also someone who is a, the, the, who runs a community space. So, um, and I think the new initiative that we're doing with Cinema 73, which is sort of open, open studios, which is an opportunity for artists to independently and autonomously exhibit their work with their own narratives. It's, I think, um, it's an effect or uh, of off the, off the pandemic uh, because I've, I've, through the pandemic and through being stuck at home, I realized that there's been a lot of opportunity lost for a lot of people, you know. Time hasn't been kind to a lot of people. A lot of people's, uh, you know, of course businesses have suffered and a lot of people's uh, opportunities to share their work has, has suffered. So Cinema 73 in its own capacity. I mean, I think I feel as a someone who's who, who, who runs a community space or founded a community space, I feel more more sensitive and gracious towards my surroundings and and I want to evolve my I want to evolve my trajectory to serving the people even more deeply now you know it's uh, so that's something that's affected me as a community uh, uh, space uh, organizee or organizer and uh, when it comes to sort of seeing how the artistic landscape has evolved. I say I steer very clear of time make, making statements for other people. So I can only speak about what I have seen and experienced. Um, so because of being uh, stuck uh, in a physical space for so many months, there's been, there's been a lot of time to indulge in your own, uh, you know, thoughts and, um uh, there's not been a lot of interaction between me and other artists. So the main sort of uh, method of interaction has been Instagram, you know, and artists heavily use Instagram to exhibit their their narratives and their profiles. So there's been um, opportunities for artists also to attach uh, themselves to sort of, so for example, there was this fund for, you uh, there was this project started called the um, artists for uh, the, the pandemic fund, you know, and then there was uh, artists for uh, the flooding fund uh, that,
1: that artists for was also... the relief, the, the relief artist thing. Yeah.
0: Yes. Basically I'm, I'm messing up the exact words, but so I think artists are understanding the need to attach themselves to uh realer causes. So that's been an effect uh, of, of all of this that I'm seeing. Perhaps because artists have spent time on their own in their studios, uh, they've indulged in the real making um, aspect of art because often even my I have this big, you know, thing with the art world that it becomes um, a place it becomes like any other uh, sort of, um, it becomes a social affair, you're right. You know, you're going to these galleries, you're meeting curators, you're meeting fellow artists. So it's
1: just,
0: yeah, basically, clique and it's just, it becomes really sort of um, basic. So I think that, that trend um, that was happening, which was, you know, you were just, blindedly just doing things because that's the way it's always been done. That's kind of been broken. So I think people have had the opportunity to rethink the way they do things. And I, I hope that a lot of people would, would, they would this would bring about a lot of refreshed ideas. Um, and often I've had issues with sort of um, who I call, you know, boring old people in big old offices, you know, people that the, the, the sort of gatekeepers of certain uh, institutions and industries who often uh, do things their way because they possess a certain it's amount good. of clout that's and power, and
1: yeah. uh, so I think that's
0: way. basically. So I think that's been challenged because people are taking a lot more ownership ownership over their own narratives. So I think this is this is an opportunity for a refreshed perspective. And uh, I remember uh, when the pandemic had recently become uh, began. Uh, Arundhati Roy wrote this amazing piece um, about what the world might feel like, and and in it she wrote, you know, was the normal, even is the normal even worth going back to, you know, because the world was in an atrocious state, but we were still busy being busy. We were just blinded by the the regularities of life. So this kind of disrupted everything, you know, and halted everything. So I hope this has caused us to think about things in a refreshed and more sort of empathetic and humanistic way, so I, and i i see I see artists attempting to do that. Um, at least I think i'm I'm trying to be more real through my work because of this.
1: That's awesome. That's good to hear, and 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 yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, to be honest, I think it's 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 definitely made people question, but also on the counter side, humans I think are the most resilient. Like they will go back to the way they are, um, if they're not as self-aware and they don't you know take this. Because okay, we exactly. are very good at at becoming busy and and you know continuing on the way we continue our lives. On a happier note, to end, I would have the last question, which would be. What is, like, what are some of the stories that you grew up with about Pakistan that, you know, kind of help you connect with the land or connect with with the place? Like, what were the stories that you you heard growing up from your parents or that in society or whatever? Like, what is, how do you define Pakistan for yourself?
0: Oh God, what a convoluted question, (laughs) because, I'm having, as I'm growing older, I'm having more and more sort of issues with the way I see uh, where I come from and what the idea of this obsession with the nation state is. And I, I often ask these questions. And But for me, Pakistan is home. Um, for me, Pakistan is Karachi. For me, Pakistan is Karachi. And it's, um, you know, you said what uh, the stories you grew up with, so I... I'm taken back to uh, the house that I grew up in in Gurshaniqbal where my grandmother was there and she would often sit with her pandan. And um, you know, there was this patlisi gali that we would you know, often play around in. And uh, I'm taken back to the uh, the physical features of that house. It had this beautiful wrought iron grill that surrounded the entire house. Uh, and there was uh, motia and ratkirani in the garden. And, um, uh, so I'm taken back to the aesthetics of, uh, so for me, home is a sensation. It's a feeling, it's certain smells, it's certain, um, it's certain kefiat. Um, it's, um, more than, more than, um, this obsession with, you know, larger ideas. Home is, uh, Pakistan for me is home. Home for me is, uh. Pakistan for me is Karachi, Karachi for me is home and home for me is a feeling. And these feelings are made up of certain tactile aesthetic qualities, uh, which is this faded pistachio green, which was the kitchen of my grandmothers. Um, this, um, you know, ka papita, outside Often stealing a papita from the neighbors outside garden because yeah. So you know, it's these instances, you know, my grandmother giving me uh, uh twenty rupees to go to the Gali ke Konewali dukan to grab a pack of chips. Um uh, so for me that those are and those are those have become my stories, right? So more than someone else's stories, my stories are what attach myself, what I attach as my own memories to this to this place, and um, yeah, those are the stories that make up home for me.
1: I love it, so thank you so much for taking out the time. This has been great.
0: Thank you, Yar. Thank you for having me, and it was a lovely conversation. And and thank you for uh, listening. And um, I'm really excited as to what you're doing with Dasan Goi. Yeah it, and if this is where i am it's headed I'm I'm super stoked you
1: know Yeah yeah to be honest like we're still figuring it out now like well, I'm going to cut this by the way like now we're just chilling and talking So um I don't know where what it is what Goi is I don't really have an answer for it because to be honest we're still figuring that out um but it's definitely something that excites me UK, yeah I've never like for me, this narrative of what is home has like, agar, like when you were talking about that, I was thinking about my daddy's house. You know, and, and I have those exact memories. But like those are memories from the summer. That, or like the winter, when we would go every once in a while for like a week, two weeks, right? So I don't have that innate relationship in it, although I think that that still is cause for a relationship with Pakistan. For me, it's just to kind of build an understanding of the dichotomies that exist. And I don't think, and also, dude, because of the conversation that we initially had the other day, that has made me start to rethink of how we frame this. Like every consequent, like a consequent, Consequent? I think consequent conversation I, I've removed yeah. the positive element because now you've put that the Karachi thing in my mind and I've been talking to so many people about like you know like I've been I've been having like actual like conversations and arguments okay how do I structure this that is not um, deterring people but it, it is inviting people for dialogue and that is what I want for this to be it's a virtual place for dialogue, like the community space that you've created physically. I think I live in this digital world behind this like, you know, computer screen. And, and, and I think because of the world that we're living in right now with COVID, I think it really allows us and has given us the opportunity to rethink community spaces, to rethink conversations and places and borders and, and, and ways of interacting. And what I want to do with Dastango is is explore that, to see how far we can go, to see what we can do. You know, like Instagram, one thing's Telling stories from that, some are actually majority of them are romanticized. Some of them are very real, and and you know, create a beautiful space for that. The podcast is to get a little bit more in depth, and you know, to to kind of I mean that's this is, a, this, is this is this is something I love. I love having conversations. I love sitting down with people and talking to people and, and kind of dissecting what makes them them, make, what makes them tick, what makes them interested in the way that they do that they do and in, in what they do within what they do and how they do it. Like the Amacho, show, which is my podcast I've been doing for over a year now. And I absolutely adore it. We've done 45, 50 episodes. And I get to sit down with people for hour, two hours, three hours, and, you know, just kind of understand, because I really think in this day and age, more than anything, we can all learn from each other. Like, you jo ego, classical, like, you know, I have the money, I have the power, I know everything and you should listen to me. I think that is on the way out now. The next generation will not have that. And now conversations are starting. I mean, it's still very early Pakistan, even more early because it's like, you know, the average age in Pakistan is 23, 23 year old, kar leta hai majority of the people, exactly, right? Like, yeah. So, and, and for Pakistan, the next 10 years is when your average age is going up like two, three years. And that's when people are coming into society. People are rethinking um, the narratives that they've been told, like the multinational, and also there's another tangent in this, which from the financial world of things is coming about where creativity now is going to be the next, like the leverage that you can have. You get everything in the, in the technological world is commoditized. You can get a computer to do anything. What you cannot get them to do is be creative and think and come up with creative expression, right? Um, that is one thing. The other thing is, 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 forget, is to get people who are outside of Pakistan to kind of understand what is happening on the ground. Because I don't know, maybe I was in a silo and I was so disconnected but I didn't really understand. Um, I didn't really understand, thank you. Um, what was happening? Because I was just siloed because of my relationships and, and my social network. And I want to grow that. So there can be the fact that <laughs> there's that. Um, socially, kind of, you know, like that uh, that tangential line, which is, Okay, we are just not interested. Maybe only now we are getting interested and that's why we're having these conversations and we are meeting all of these people. Or it's because the stories of Pakistan were remaining in Pakistan and we're not going across and we're not being translated. And the other thing is, because of globalization and because of people who have lived outside majority of their lives and now are starting to kind of look inside. I mean, a example. You know, I've never lived in in, in Pakistan. I've always been outside, but I've been, you know, now only recently, like in the last four or five years, gone the curiosity to kind of learn about what's happening, where I want to start building a bridge to people, for people to kind of get a different perspective. So I I don't know. I mean, let's see where this kind of goes. I would love to kind of, you know, have your take and what you think would be cool to kind of explore and and see and, and grow. Um, from different forms of storytelling, to different stories, to ways of interacting with people. Because at the end of the day, me and Walia don't know anyone. We're just starting off um, and we're kind of figuring it out as we go.
0: No, I think it's amazing that you're taking this digital uh, uh, foot forward and you're, you're kind of putting this, that you're setting that as a foundation because that increases... Your access by infinite amounts—it yeah. It, it, it just—it just changes the way um, that that space is perceived, and and I think that's the way to go now, especially considering that physical access. I mean, though, a year log a two email That's a lot of time to get used to something new. So I think, like, I've often thought about converting Cinema Seventy Three into something digital too because I've been researching on community hubs also. Yeah. So often community hubs could either be a physical space or a digital platform. And I think a digital space can bring equal amounts, if not more impact on, on people's lives uh, also. And for me, as you said, you know, home is also a very convoluted concept, uh, an idea. It's where my heart is, but it's where my heart breaks also. It's yeah. where I don't want to be, but it's where I want to be at the same time. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's it's constantly, I'm on edge, you know, here, but I belong here also. So uh, it's this, I think, and it's these feelings that keep driving us to do things of value. And I'm, I'm glad that you feel, because if there's no friction in your own being, then you're just a part
1: you're of a cog. it all. You yeah, know? you're a cog.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know more than anything, more than words, that's a feeling, the, the, sort of feeling that fiction inside you, and it can often be quite you know disturbing in the sense as how uh, much it affects you, uh, but it can drive you to do spectacular things. Also, I'm gonna send you. The, I don't know if you've heard it. You probably have. I there's this podcast uh, between there wasn't a podcast. It was just a meeting, got a recorded conversation between Riz Ahmed, Fatma butto Rupee core.
1: I haven't seen all of it. I've seen around ten minutes, but okay. I. I, I so there was.
0: It was. It was the one on a home.
1: Yeah. Know?
0: And and the idea of home. So it's, I think it's somewhere in between, Fatma Buddha says that home is exactly is wherever you're not. You know, and uh, so like for you, home. You're you're having this association with Pakistan because you're not there. Um, so the idea of home is just such a. Um, especially in this day and age, uh, where you're, where people are being kicked out of their homes, the yeah. people want to make other places, their homes,
1: it's just becomes such, such an, such an,
0: important and pertinent, um, essence of our existence as modern beings now that it's just really worthwhile to explore. And I think a lot of people want to hear conversations on, on yeah. this also.
1: Agreed. Asad, yeah, I have another call that I have to jump off to. But yeah, yeah. like even the first time, I fucking loved talking to you. And this was exceptional again. Um, Now, I'm just pissed off that Sara has never introduced us before. I think I like really enjoy speaking to you. And I think like, let's keep discussing, um, you know, how we can work together. I I really think that you're thinking the same way. And I think you get what we're trying to do. And the idea that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. so yeah, I mean let's keep on conversing and seeing how we can kind of work together. I'd love to work together.
0: Absolute absolutely. I'd I'd be totally down for that and just get in touch whenever. Awesome. And let's work towards something. All right. Thank Thanks, you so
1: sir. much, man.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram and YouTube for more stories. You can get in touch with us via email contactongoy
1: at gmail Until next time. Thank you, Shakriya. Meherbani, khuda